Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And uh, we like to do things for our audience that brings them information, but also opportunity. And we got a little bit of both of that here today with our interview with Robert Kudla of Trade Genius. And uh, their uh, march on success continues. Uh, Bob had sent me some uh, attaboys from people that attended his Orlando conference, rave reviews, and people are just raving also about the opportunity they have now to make a little extra income. But, Bob, I want to start with... Um, What's going on in the economy? I know the market took a hit yesterday, but I'm already seeing signs of revival. Um, and I said that was going to happen. Do you want to address that? Yeah, usually when you get a big move down like that, a big gap down in, in the markets, um, the next day is typically what's called an inside day, meaning that the price will open up higher than the low of yesterday, but will not exceed the high of yesterday. And so what you have to look for now is, is that establishes a new range that, that basically the, the top of the gap from Monday to the low on Tuesday is you have to see which way it's going to break now to determine uh, the next trend. Now, seasonality tells you the next two weeks in the stock market is relatively weak. And actually, the market stays weak usually into the end of March. So um, if you do get a breakdown below that low that we had on Monday, then you can expect a, a pretty decent sell-off. You know, if the other thing happens, then we're still in the parabolic move. But I'm in the camp of, of uh, that we'll, we'll break down from here. It's already you and I are talking in the morning here. The market's been open by an hour and a half. It's already stalled. The, the lifting is already stalled for the day. So now we got to watch what happens after Europe closes. But that's my expectation. There's, you know, why a gap down, Dave, is more important than anything else is because inflation now has exceeded the, uh, their expectations now two months in a row and it's starting to curve higher. So you have um, inflation now around 4%. But that's just the headline number. You have uh, what's more troubling is what's underneath. And we did a podcast yesterday. If you don't mind me plugging our podcast, you know, Trade Genius, is that uh, check it out from yesterday if you guys want. Can we show some other inflation numbers in there where you have um, the, uh, uh, you know, insurance is up 20%, you know, uh, auto repair is exceeding it. What they call non-essential services are, are exceeding it. So you have you have all these things, and these are these are the stickier ones because you know you can go in there and you can sell futures contracts to try to get the oil price down. You can go sell futures contracts to try to drive agricultural products down. You can do that to drive metal prices down. But services are stickier, and as we're going to discuss later with retirement, is that the skills are leaving the the economy and the people that are left basically get charged whatever the hell they want for certain services and it's just starting to kill people and uh and it's just going to keep inflation on a, a higher path and we're going into seasonally strong period for oil and natural gas which is obviously lifts all expenses higher so so that's kind of my opening thoughts dave 
Yeah, that, uh, it's it's just so volatile right now. I know you feel we're headed towards some sense of stagflation. Before we get into that discussion, though, can you tell the audience what stagflation is? Stagflation is below trend economic growth and above trend inflation. Basically, you ever hear the phrase pushing on a string? So it's when you when the government and the Federal Reserve is trying to provide as much aggregate money and easy money as possible, but people are unable or unwilling to be able to utilize that cash. And what it does end up doing then is just basically raises base prices higher, but people aren't necessarily getting the wages to uh, match it. And then you get below trend economic growth and, uh, and, you know, with the economy going into uh, everybody retired, uh, fixed incomes don't really care about that because they're only on the expense ledger side of things. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be a problem, but that's the, uh, that's the explanation of it. We're in it now. Um, you know, inflation is running ahead of, of, of growth. So we're technically in a, what's a recession, if you want to call it that. It's just that you can't see it because it's, um, Everything's higher on a nominal basis, but on a on a real basis, it's uh, uh, we're losing ground. Yeah, and it's killing people with fixed income. Absolutely, killing it. Um, what about bank health? Uh, how, how does that enter in? How do you see that? And how does it enter in to this equation? Banks are in a long term problem because the Federal Reserve is not lowering interest rates for them to fix their balance sheet that way. Right. And then the banks are heavily into credit card lending, uh, auto lending, and construction lending, and commercial real estate lending. All those are in secular decline. And and then with interest rates so high, people aren't keeping their money in the bank. They're moving them to uh, money market accounts on the brokerage side or buying treasury T-bills. And so the banks are losing their... um, their fuel at the same time, the loans that they have out are starting to non-perform. So I think we'll, we'll we will see. We're in a banking crisis now that they've totally papered over, but we're going to see where it, where it will become unavoidable here. You know, over now between now and the next eighteen months, commercial real estate is absolutely a disaster coming. And the reason why we haven't seen it yet is that they haven't marked anything down yet because they changed those FASB rules at, after the 2008 crisis where unless you actually receive a loss, you don't have to say you're, you know, I'll give you an example. Let's say you had a $2 million commercial property, right? But everybody knows that the, the building next door to it went for a million dollars. Okay. In the past, they would have to mark down that $2 million to $1 million. And that's what caused the banking crisis in, in, in 2008. They changed the law, basically saying until that, until that property gets marked down or doesn't perform, you can keep it on the balance sheet at two million versus marking it down to a million dollars. So, so basically it's not marked to mark. It's called marked to fantasy, right? Yeah, exactly. More, more marked to fantasies that are just out there. Uh, until they have to start realizing losses or the loans stop performing. And that's what's starting to happen. So they're just playing games with when they label the debt. Um, well, they do that. They do that primarily to, to, you know, if you, I always try to look at things from the side of the person, you know, that's doing the, uh, um, doing the, uh, the fraud, if you will. The reason why they don't do it is because they don't actually want to create a, an avalanche, right? So, the avalanche is coming. It's just that they they want to put off the pain to the last possible minute, hoping hoping that economic activity will turn. But it's it's secular. Who's moving back to these buildings? And they're building them still. Remember, it takes three to four years to you know to put up some of these uh, projects. And when those things all got approved, you know we're in a, a supply deficit now. We're in a supply overabundance, so it's going to be a big problem, Dave. It's flipped so quickly. You know, as an aside, Bob, from what we're talking about, when I look at the Trump fraud trial that's going on right now, whether they say he misstated his assets, 
he did no more than what you just described. That's perfectly legal. That's, I mean, this is fits right into that model. I mean, I've studied what he's done and values are fluid. And I, I, there's a little political lesson I just gathered from what you told me here. It's fairly standard practice to do what they're doing. Uh, it may not yeah. be totally above board, but it's standard. Well, would, well, look, Trump, how can you have fraud when there's no victim? Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it, it's right in line with what you said. I mean, it's, it's so true. Uh, how did we go from uh, an undersupply and to an oversupply in four short years. That's just mind-boggling to me. COVID. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. Okay. Everybody went home, and nobody came back. And uh, and nobody's coming back. I mean, people were able to move out of San Francisco, move into cheaper digs, right? And they're like, I'm not coming back. And, you know, people moved to Texas. People moved to Florida. You know, people moved away where they could live really inexpensively. Mm-hmm. You know, and they and maintain the same wage. So, you know, let's say you're an engineer in in, in Silicon Valley and you're making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, right? And you have um uh and but it's costing you a fortune to live. You're living in a one bedroom crappy apartment, right, in 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 uh San Mateo, and then COVID hits and you're like, uh you guys can work from home and the guy looks, he goes, Damn, I can move to Paso Robles in state California, or I can move to Reno and not pay state income tax. And next thing you know, it I'm able to buy a, you know, a really nice 200 at the time, $250,000 home, you know, and uh, which I probably could pay cash for it with my stock options and, and I don't get paid tax on it. So, you know, you have, um, you have that. So they're not coming back. And the technology has changed. Look, they look at your job and my job. I mean, you know, I wasn't what's called a remote executive since 1996. I was an anomaly. I was a unicorn. People actually wrote articles in business and business publications about how this is even possible. How can you be effective? And now with all this technology, you know, I can I can have a I can have a studio that I would need to go to a high end location in the past to uh to be able to do what i'm doing sitting at home with a just a pc and a microphone and and some lighting you know and the technology that we use for algorithms have changed so everything is now designed for self and people aren't going to people aren't going to come back and collaboration technologies are just getting better and better and better you know you and i if we were working on projects all day we can literally be connected on a zoom all day long and we could we could collab our ideas all day long, and so uh, that's collaboration, folks. And uh, and so you know, I, I just think that it's just not going to happen. And and the other thing too, the people that lost their jobs, they're not coming back to the United States. You know, if you could do it here, you can do it in the Philippines, right? And so jobs are going to go away; they aren't going to come back. <laughs> so it's going to be a big problem. And, and, and then it really gets bad, Dave, if you take it to the logical conclusion. You remember the old story is, oh, I'm going to die. Why are you going to die? Well, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my job. I can't afford food. I'm going to get kicked out of the house. I'm going to be poor, lonely, homeless, and I'm going to die in the streets. Well, that's what's happening to cities, right? So they're running out of money. The reason why they, they let crime go is they can't afford to jail these people anymore, okay? And so they do that, and they figure they'll get a good guy with voting, but when these jobs hollow out, all the support jobs that supported the office tower go away. Okay? There goes your tax base. People aren't coming into the city anymore. And then and then people that are there that have mobility are like, whoa, this is not a safe place for me anymore. I'm getting out. And then you're going to have Detroit times 50 in this country. And that's all commercial and office real estate. So it's it, this is a secular problem. Anything that's going to break now is going to break for the next 10 to 15 years, Dave. Uh, housing, CRE, which is commercial real estate, stock market, all these things are going to have long-term. These are going to be a secular trends because things aren't going to change. You know, just pumping 17 million uh, people across their border doesn't make us wealthier. These people have no skills, no language skills, and we don't need any more unskilled labor. So, you know, so it's not like it's not like we're letting engineers pour across their border, you know, which could fill a skills gap. 
So anything they're doing is not, they're not doing the right things to provide economic activity that will exceed, you know, what the government's going to spend. And then you have hundred million people are going to be on, on uh, fixed incomes here in the next 10 or 15 years. And they're just going to slowly be dying on a vine. You know, excuse me. I, I look at um, immigrants coming in, and I contrasted that to the Vietnam era when so many of the intelligentsia of South Vietnam had to leave to save their lives. But we got professors and scientists, mathematicians, and you look at their kids, how they just kicked butt in schools when they got here. Uh, and, and that was a, a, an immigration that really added to the country. It added to our skill set. But I agree with you. And I'm not demeaning the quality of the people. We're all children of the same high God. But they're not, you're exactly right. They're not bringing skills that add to America. They're bringing welfare problems and challenges that are going to take money out of our pockets. Well, I mean, same with Cuba, too. My wife. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. His first boss was a Cuban uh, exile, and he owned, owned a bank in Cuba, and he ran a bank in the United States. You know what I mean? So, But but my whole point there is that not to get on that, that whole sidetrack is, right. that, um, is, is that – Everything is now, it's not cyclical anymore, it's secular. And I think that's why they're pushing so hard to keep the market. And by the way, the market's rolling over here, Dave. As I was talking to you, I'm watching, um, I'm watching ES breaking down from its gap, gap up. So it, it may come down and fill the gap. If we have a failure today, Dave, um, uh, and we go below the lows, then it's going to be a pretty uh, interesting couple of weeks. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on things. But um, I wanted to ask you this, though, because you've always told me 
that wherever there's a downturn, there's an opportunity for investment. Oh, yeah. Um, is, that, is that true in this environment, too? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, there's always a bull market somewhere. So, you know, if, if we have economic collapse, you know, ironically, uh, you buy the long bond of the United States government because everybody will be leaving the stock market going in the bond market. Even you no know, matter how much you hate what the government does, that's what's going to happen. And, and if that doesn't happen, you know, people are going to rush to safe havens like Bitcoin and gold, right? And then everybody needs energy and everybody needs food. So there's always going to be opportunities in these markets. You know, in 2000, when 2000 rolled over, energy took off for two years. When 2008 happened, TLT went up 50%. You know, so, so there's going to be opportunities there. And then when tech rolls over, you know, there's going to be opportunities to short tech. And there's like companies like TZA and SQQQ yeah. and SARK. So, you just have to um, just, you know, we just follow our algorithm and it'll just tell us uh, where we should be looking to make our entries. Give us a little insight. Uh, I don't want any trade secrets, but insight as to the algorithm, how that actually works and guides your investments. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to tell you, um, you know, there's only so many moving parts. So, you know, our system looks at basically direction or trend. It looks at... Um, the amplitude of the uh, price action, you know, the sine wave, if you will. Mm -hmm. It looks at momentum and it looks at at price action. And so we have a calculation that's associated with it. And um, we graphically represent it. I call it the caterpillar, but the the customers call it the worm. And so it is the worm now. And you can visually, it's a visual representation of whether or not you're in a good place to make a trade or not. And so we created um, basically a template that's associated with it. It'll tell you whether the market's in a buy the dip mode or a stock is or sell the rip mode and whether you're making it with the trend trade or you're making a trade against the trend. And uh, you have two different ways to handle each of those different uh, scenarios. And you make a trade, you set your stops, you set your targets, and you trade. And so... We have it designed. It seems to be optimized around two trades out of three win, and it's optimized to make what's called a positive profit factor so that it makes more money when you win the trade than when you lose the trade, you lose money. So over time, if you basically, you know, and, you know, you can take all my trades if you want. We've tried to put out one or two a day. But if you have a stock that you like or 10 stocks you like, you follow your own, over time, that trade will um, will pay you, and you'll be able to grow your uh, grow your portfolios. You know, so most of our clients swing trade. You can do what's called long swing trading, which you want to be in stuff for weeks. Short swing trading, where you're in there for days, that's kind of like what I like personally. Yeah, I know. But also, um, you know, you can day trade with this too, and you can write credit spreads with this, or you can sell what's called in the money calls. You know, what people do uh, what's called covered call buying. I just did a trade on a stock that I sold calls in the money that uh, seven days later I was able to pocket the whole trade and they took the shares away from me, but I didn't lose any money on the shares, but I was able to pocket the premium. And I did that based on my worm telling me that, hey, there's a good opportunity to buy and there was enough premium in the in the option contracts to uh, sell. And, you know, for that trade, I'll just give you an example. I bought it at, I put $66,000 in the trade. Um, and I walked out of it four days later with $1,100 profit. Mm-hmm. And that 66000 is back into cash in my account. So that's, that's how you can make money trading. And you lowered the risk because I wouldn't have lost any money on that trade unless it got down below 63. But I felt confident that that wasn't going to happen based on, my indicators telling me that we are look like we're going to be in an upper impulse cycle. And it was, you know, right now that stock's trading at 66 and change, but trade's done. And I look for the next one, you know, so um, you can do a lot of those kind of trades and, uh, and, you know, we teach you how to do those types of trades. So that's the kind of things you can do with us without taking insane risk. You don't have to be trying to day trade NVIDIA or SMCI every day hoping that 
the baseball bat doesn't come hit you upside the head when the thing decides to collapse on a parabolic move. So okay, and on a trade day, they can just you know they can go you know Dave's love trading or go to our website tradelikeagenius.com and make sure you heard it from the Common Sense Show or Dave Hodges' show so we can apply you the appropriate discounts and I give Dave uh, you know monetary credit for 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 letting me be on the show for people that do buy. And there's a way you can support him. It's more importantly, you can support yourself. Well, that's what I really like about what you're doing here is the support yourself aspect of it. Because I get questions. I mean, people actually write into me and say, Dave, I follow your show. Do you have any recommendations for second incomes? And, and I'll tell you right at the top of my list, I talk about what you do. Because it's not like work at Walmart for a stagnant wage and you're not in control of your own time. And, and you know, you got to take kids to school and stuff. And with what you do... You've got flexibility uh, in hours that you work, uh, and you've got a proven system that works. And I want to get in a little bit of your numbers here. Your recent numbers, how do they look compared to what we've talked about before? Yeah, I'll look at it right now. As of this morning, um, 66.48% win rate. That's of, of um, over 1,100 trades. Uh, the annualized gains are at 69.45%. Wow. So, um, so that's pretty good. And, um, yeah. And so then these are just names that everybody would recognize and I'm not even trading aggressively, you know, so, uh, you know, you, you can probably do even better if, you know, if, if you're following like 10 stocks that you like, you, you probably even do better than me. You know, I'm running a service, so I can only watch so many things for people, but you know, you can, uh, you can even do better than I do. Yeah, but you take people and you say, okay, here's my method, my algorithm. This is what I do. I teach it to you. And then, you know, people get into this learning curve. And before long, I mean, I've read your attaboys that people send to you, like particularly with the Orlando conference you had. Gee, Bob, I just followed your advice here. I've already paid for my ticket, my hotel room, and I've got money in my pocket. And and you've got all these attaboys here. And you've got these, I mean, 66% win. I mean, that's certainly above the curve on the market. But I want to go to one other thing too that really interests me. You talked about long swing versus short swing. And I know your trademark is kind of like the three to five day trades. As volatile as the market's been in the past few days, does that shorten or does that lengthen in terms of how you hold? Yeah, that's a really good insight. So the higher volatility goes, the shorter your time period for holding. That's what because I got. you can literally be you can literally if you hold it for two days, you can make a lot of money. If you hold it for three days you lost money you know, when volatility starts to starts to spike. So you have to manage your trades more aggressively in a, in a higher volatility environment. And so, so there's certain things you have to do versus a low volatility environment. You get basically set and forget your trade and just do a, um, uh, a, a trailing stop, if you will. If, but in a higher environment, you know, if you have a big update, you better take your profit. Okay. We did that for trade. We just got out the next day and, and, you know, it went on for a couple more days, but then a week later it dropped. So, you know, you just have to, we call it see trade, take trade, see profit, take profit, yeah. you know, in this, in this environment, because it doesn't, we have, remember, I have my algorithm, but the, the big money who's way smarter than I am and, and a lot more aggressive, they have algorithms pushing things, what's called, you know, inside out. There's, you have algorithms pushing things outside in. So there's, there's constant tension in the market. And at any time, they can blow up your trade. So you have to just be, um, um, you just have to recognize that and take, look, there's always a trade the next day. So if you, if you blow it, you know, the old out, the old adage was cut your losses fast and let your winners run. Well, very few things are running, if you will. You know, they may run for a couple of days, but then algorithms come in and just like blow them up. So it's kind of unusual, like what's going on with the AI space, but, People like you and I have no business trying to trade a parabolic move, you know, when you have stocks basically going like what do you, this. What do you mean by parabolic? It's just the slope is 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 greater than, than 45 degrees, you know, when you look from left to right. And so that's a parabolic move. Those parabolic moves typically will correct from the top back to where the parabola started. 88% of that move will get taken back. So you just don't know exactly what day it'll happen, but you know we're we're at points now where that's you know 
if you made money in that trade, you know, brag to your friends, buy them a drink, and tell them how smart you are, but get out of the trade because uh, overnight you can get wiped out. Yeah, take your profit while you got it. I, that, that's really good. And you know what? I'm, I'm telling you right now from discussions I've had with people in the market, that runs contrary to what a lot of the brokers are telling their clients to do. They're telling them to get in there and ride the market out because in the long term you'll make money. And um, yeah, well, well, actually, here's the thing, Dave. They're not making money. So um, I'll send you a chart that you can show one of your friends. Um, some people you got it from me, but I'll show you a fact that uh, unless you're in the top seven or eight stocks, your your portfolio has not gone up since October. Okay, there's there's a there's a uh, basically a mirage happening in the market where the market cap weighted index like spy is showing, you know, this massive multi, you know, 20, 30% gain since October. I'm losing you a little bit here on the volume. Yeah, my, my alerts are going off. The, the equal weighted, um, the equal weighted stock market is flat, which is saying that, you know, of the SP 500, 493 st- Company, 493 companies aren't going in aggregate up at all, and seven stocks are doing all the all the heavy lifting. Well, that's dangerous to be that, and we've had that in the past. That's why I keep referencing the 70s and in, in, in stagflation is because we're setting that back up again. And I, I knew I know you'll remember because you're a historian. Is in the 60s we had this these the same thing happening called the Nifty 50, mm-hmm. where the 50 top stocks in the country. That will never go down because the United States in 1966 was the unparalleled world leader, and they had no idea that we we recreated competitors with Japan and Germany, right? That basically the 70s, 80s, 90s took back GDP from us, and the same thing's happening here. Yeah. Is that you know we're we're basically killing our own seed corn, you know, because the better tech the better tech does the less employees we need. And uh, last time I checked, people need money to buy stuff. And so they start losing jobs. They're not buying things. And we're so we're creating the, the seeds of our own demise again in an environment where you have everybody that's not working because they're, they're retired or voluntarily or not. And, and they're, um, uh, and we have inflation running hot because we have to pay for things that we don't have the uh, money for. Yeah, that, that's such good advice. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. You brought up a memory from me, and it was well over 30 years ago. Uh, and and um, we had gone to this community college investment seminar, and it was a class that we got to attend, and it was three sessions. And my takeaway was this. Uh, there's always products people need. There's always services people need that you can invest in. They'll always be here no matter what. Get in, make your money, get out in a single day or two. And I'll tell you, that's kind of what you're modeling, too, with your algorithm, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, people always need something, but, you know, at what price, right? So, uh, yeah, there you go. yeah, so you just have to make sure that, you know, and I like, you know, it's so funny to see buy low, sell high. Well, Part of our algorithm is looking at whether or not we broke a channel and we're coming in a standard deviation. So everything's based on math. We know that if something falls 2.3% um, X, the standard deviation of the channel that we have, there's a high likelihood once it comes back in the channel that you're going to make profit. So we we code for that, okay? And and if it's coming into a channel that's rising, that's even a higher probability of success for that trade. And so, you know, those are the things that we, you know, we, we look for. And, and then you just take your money and, and let it run and hop off or sell calls against your position, whatever. But, you know, that's that's one way to make money. You know, the other way you make money is you, you buy stocks, you sell against it. You know, over two and a half year period of time, you could pay for your shares of your stock that you own through consistent call selling against your your shares. Yeah, let me, because now, now we're getting a little technical and some people say, I'm not sure I get that, but let's back up and not worry about so much the detail, but the mechanics of what you do at Trade Genius. So I'm sitting here and I'm saying, hey, look, I can go to work at Walmart or I can look at what Trade Genius can do for me. Talk to me about the mechanics of when someone contacts your office and they say, well, we heard about you on DaveLovesTrading.com on the Common Sense Show. And then, so walk us through 
What typically happens when a person contacts your people and they want to get started? Yeah, so once you pick your bundle and you join the service, you get a welcome email that basically will get you access to the chat rooms right away. Mm-hmm. And it'll also let you know if you want to take advantage of the indicators, you need to sign up with a company that we have no affiliation with called TradingView. And our algorithms are expressed in part of that service. So you, uh, we build our indicators, they're private indicators in there, and we give you access to those indicators. And so the very next day you're in the room, and I put trades out usually every day, and you can immediately take advantage of a trade. And uh, Or you can get your system set up. You go through the training courses that are available to you, and you can start looking for your own trades. So you're, you're, as soon as you're in the rooms, you can start trading, and, and you're good to go. If you want to get proficient, you know, I tell people, hey, if you've never done this before, it'll take you up to four months. Learn the lingo, make your mistakes, and and understand the flow of the stocks that you're trading. If you trade it before, you're probably good to go in a couple of weeks. And, um, and, you know, you can start making money. But the most important thing is, and I can't answer this question for you, is why did you come here? You know, did you come here to earn extra money by for income or to protect your portfolio or to grow your portfolio. And those are the things that will guide what stocks you'll trade in, or if you want to trade options or if you want to trade futures and things like that. Okay. Uh, that does explain it some, but you've got the training courses that walk people through what they do. And you're saying the range is basically two weeks for the uh, person who's done this before to uh, three or four months for people that are starting from ground zero. Yeah, I mean, it's been my experience. You know, people get exuberant, but, you know, people make a lot of mistakes. And and um, and also, they don't understand the lingo. I have my own verbiage, right? You just cautioned me on jargon here just five minutes ago. So, you know, we speak a different language in the rooms, and it just takes time for people to, um, uh, to get acclimatized to that. And you can ask questions. I'm in the room. Other traders are in the room. Every, we're all like-minded people. There's no I win, you lose in this environment. So we all can win. And so it makes for a nice community. Bob, isn't it true, and this is something I think I learned in history, but also I've learned to verify, when the, the crash came in 1929, um, there were still people that were trading and were making money. In fact, some people made quite a bit of money. Can you address that? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, from 1929 to 1932, the market fell 83%, but there were, there were three or four 50% moves higher, you know, on bear market rallies. So, you know, it just didn't go from there straight down. It was four years. And you got to remember too, Great Depression, you know, 25% of the, we had unemployment 25%, but 75% of the market people worked. And, and most of the people that suffered were, um, Basically, because of the um, the recourse loans for homes, that's what kicked everybody out of their homes. Because the right. banks were in trouble, they just took your home if you couldn't satisfy the debt. Well, we no longer have that case. I I, I highly doubt we'll get in a situation like the Great Depression again, until and unless the entire monetary system uh, implodes on itself. So we're more likely to go into an environment where it's going to be. You're just going to be ground to death through stagflation. It's just going to be, it's just going to be long-term misery versus hell on earth, Great Depression. So there's a dark cloud hanging over the economy for the next 15 years. So we have to learn how to work within those parameters to make money. Um, you out, yeah, you just got to outrun it. And I know we were going to talk about, because we have excess retirees now in the system, so we have a lot of people that are not working anymore, but... People ask me all the time how much money you need to to make money. You know, my view is that uh, if you're trading like credit spreads on options, uh, and if you if you follow very very conservative practices, you know, for every five thousand dollars of margin you have, uh, once you get your system in place, you're you can make you know net a hundred dollars a week with that. So you can do pretty well, you know, over time with that. If you're just trading, if you're trading like crypto through the stock market, you know, there's very low cost ways of trading crypto. 
BITI, BITO, BKCH. These are all, you know, stocks that are $10, $20 that they're volatile enough that you can, um, you know, trade those on a short swing basis and earn income from it. Or my personal preference is, is if you have more money to sell at the money or in the money calls against the stock that's telling you it's a buy pocket the premium, and then look for the next trade. And so you can start making money with very little money right away. But, you know, not chase and, and, and nothing like you hear when you get on Instagram or TikTok and all these people flashing. I know. Their and stuff like that. Nobody makes that money. The people that flash that stuff end up getting shut down by the Federal Trade Commission. And they should. It's not, it's not reasonable, but you can grind your way to profit over the long term. Yeah, and it's certainly going to do a lot better than minimum wage jobs at uh, the box stores. I, I just I, I can't stress that enough because people come to me all the time and say, Dave, what would you do if you were in my position? And I, I ask them all the time, well, do you have any cash at all to get started? You don't need a lot, but do you have any? Yeah, well, this is what I would do, and that's what I tell them. And then we try to push them towards trade genius rather than going out and get a second job where you lose really basic control over all your free time. Um, what's the time commitment for someone who comes in? Let's say they're taking in a second job attitude. What, what will they have to invest time-wise? You know, most of the price action happens between, I'm in California, 6.30 to 9.30, and then the last hour of the day. So if you're dead serious about being a, a, a full-time trader, you know, four hours. Like when I get off this call with you, I'm going for a walk. Okay. And so it's, um, the, you don't have to sit there all day. You know, the middle of the day is kind of a waste of time, most cases. So, you, you know, you, most of your trades set up early in the morning or at the end of the day. And depending on how you do it, you know, and I only put one or two trades on a day. So, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there banging on the keyboard all day long. Yeah, the kind of people that sign up for your service, if I'm sure you know some profiles, are they like stay at home moms or, you know, what, what, what kind of people typically come to Trade Genius? Um, you know, our demographic of our client is, I would say, 45 to 75 years old. They do have some income. Um, the most of the reason why people come to us is that, um, it really our integrity. You know, people trust what we say. We don't oversell the service. <clears throat> so a lot of people have lost money going to other services that promise to make a lot of money and then they end up blowing their accounts up. So they come here to really learn best practices. And the attaboy you saw from the training, you know, can attest to that. And and then from there, a lot of people are just looking to either make sure that they're keeping an eye on their their investment advisors or they're managing their own portfolios or in more and more cases, we're seeing people trying to generate extra income. And, you know, we're 75, 25 male to female, 45 average age. And, um, and, but it's, it's, it's across the board. I just did training. I mean, I, I had people that were beekeepers. I've retired border patrol. I had a couple of executives in there, a couple of business owners, uh, a couple um, stay at home moms, so it's you know it's it's a mixed bag, and uh, but that that's you know re- and look there's only three reasons to trade too right grow your portfolio protect your portfolio grow income, and so you know we can teach you how to perform in, in any of those environments safely and conservatively. Look, I'm I can't afford to lose my my um, my nest egg, you know uh, because I won't be able to recover, sure. and so so I'm very careful personally. Um, give us the best success story that you know of someone that's come to your service and how they've done. Well, the best one, well, I have a couple, every year you have a best one. And I actually, I participated in it too, is, uh, you know, we saw, uh, because, you know, my background, I'm some of the years we're, we're a little bit of, um, Renaissance guys. So uh, my background is business development strategic planning acquisitions. So I'm always looking out for correlations, uh, trend changes. Mm-hmm. And we noticed that there was uh, a drought happening in, in Panama. And 
in and of itself is no big deal. But when you have a drought in Panama, the Panama Canal does not get enough water to support the um, boats going through the uh, canal. And so there was a particular shipper that's been trading between 18 and $20. We were trading it that way. It gets down to 18 we'd buy it, goes up to 20 we'd sell it. Paid a dollar dividend a quarter, so it paid $4 dividend on $20 stock. Outrageously good dividend yield. But, you know, we would, if we made more than a dollar and a quarter during the quarter, we made more money than a dividend, right? So then all of a sudden it broke out of that range, and we noticed the reason why was because of the drought. And then we just followed the drought. The drought was persistent, went basically our buy-in at $21. You know, we sold it at $38. So nice 100% gain on a very, very conservative stock. So we've had that. And, and then we just had people just constantly grinding. But that was our trade that we just did. That We just ended that trade about a month or so ago. It was called Dorian. You guys can look up the stock. And um, and so those are the kind of trades that we look for. And uh, and we don't want a million of those because then people come there thinking that they can make 100% moves on trade. We don't trade penny stocks either. Uh, people get mad at me because I, I don't do too many small price stocks. It's just that they're too volatile for people, and people tend to buy them at the high versus the low human nature. So we just buy things that are right there. Look, you make a hundred dollars a day in the market, you're making twenty thousand a year. So you don't have to go crazy. Yeah, I know. This is what's I think so attractive. Uh, you've got some specials to get started, don't you? We do. Just go to um your landing page, you know, DaveLowsTrading.com, and we have a couple bundles in there for beginners or advanced and take advantage of the discounts that we put in there for you. But if you happen to stumble over to tradelikeagenius.com, make sure you tell Matt that you came from here so that we can apply the proper discount on the bundle that you purchase and that we let Dave know so he can get credit for it. Yeah, and we listen, we really appreciate the partnership here with the Common Sense Show because I think you're really helping people. And that's what we try to be about on our channel is you're providing people with opportunity. It's not pie in the sky. You know, it's none of this nonsense that you see on so many of the YouTube sites, but it's just like, here's how we do it. We're successful. The 66% number really is emblematic of that, and that we've got specials to get you started, and we'll teach you. You help them when they're in the trading room. I mean, you have all the support that you need to be successful, and I'll tell you, it's a hell of a lot better than getting a second job. Um, that's, And it's interesting, too. I think it, it's interesting stuff to, to to calculate here and talk about. Well, Bob, again, let's put out those things. DaveLovesTrading.com, uh, our partnership with Trade Genius is right there on display, folks. And I stand by what Bob does. And you heard him say, there are people that get shut down because of outrageous claims. You're not going to hear any of that here. It's an opportunity. And if you go in and follow the directions, you get a really good chance of being successful. Um, yeah, I mean, the big, the big thing, too, I, want, I just want to share people is, like, we're, we're not gurus here. You know, we're actually giving you tools, <laughs> Exactly. So you know, yeah, I have exactly. people that I have customers that signed up for, for years that I don't even hear from. They just take the, they just take the trades based on the uh, the the toolkit. You know, they just come in the room every once in a while to say hi. So it's not like everybody's sitting there, you know, trade with Bob. You know, it's uh, uh it's more like Bob will teach you. <laughs> and I put trades out there primarily to to prove the system. So say, look, system does work. Here, here's the trades. And so I try to be as transparent as I possibly can be. Well, you are. And this is why we're, we're proud to be associated with you because I know when we send people to you, they're going to be treated right and they're going to be treated with realism and not pie in the sky nonsense. But Bob, thanks so much for joining us. We're out of time, my friend, but I look forward to having you back on again. And thanks for what you do because you're helping people in a depressed economy. And that's a rare thing to find today. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me, Dave. Have a good one. You too. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time, to our friends around the world. Welcome. Really glad you're here. We have a uh, breaking story here with numbers I've confirmed with sources that I have inside the Border Patrol. And this is extremely disturbing. And we're going to talk about what it is and why it's happening. And you are just going to be shaking your heads in disbelief. We have a great sponsor. We have binoculars, night vision binoculars, four-inch screen, 
can record in 4K, can take still photos, five times magnification. You can see forever in the dark. Now, why would you want such a thing? Well, first of all, let me just say this. Night vision cost used to be outside the ability for most people to buy. Not any longer. Plus, they're offering this for 15% off at nightwatchpro.com with the coupon code 15OFF. But the reason that you want this is if you're an outdoor enthusiast, it's incredible. Nightlife, going out at night, being safe. But I like it for the home security. You can scan the horizon. You can scan the darkness in your backyard and know if someone's there or not there. And if you have night vision and they don't, you're going to win. This is why you want Nightwatch Pro to go to nightwatchpro.com. And you get 15% off with the coupon code 15OFF. Confirmed. Now, I've seen one report on this in the mainstream media. 23,000 Chinese, presumed to be soldiers, apprehended crossing the Mexican-California border. Now, what could they be doing here? Well, hold on to that thought because we'll come back to that. But what's really, really disturbing is when you factor in the getaway numbers. The Biden administration likes to say it's two or three to one. For everyone you catch, there's two or three that get away. What? You mean there's 30 million people here? Did you hear what I just said? The The Biden administration, who knows if they're accurate? I don't think they are. The Trump administration said that number is six to one. Let's just kind of split the difference here, and let's call it four to one. Biden's figures versus Trump's figures. That means that there's about 100,000 Chinese soldiers minimum in California. Let me tell you where my mind went on this. I think you'll find this to be really interesting. Uh, The late evening, early morning, pre-dawn hours on June 6th, June 5th and June 6th, 1944, the 101st Airborne, the 83rd Airborne dropped in to France in advance of the Normandy landings to secure bridges, to blow up this, attack that. Very dangerous, but this is what they did. They were a pre-invasion force. I'm telling you right now, with all the terrorists that are here, and there probably has to be well over 100,000, if not a quarter of a million, maybe even a million, who knows? But we know the numbers are high. And with that set of staggering numbers, what can we possibly conclude? We can possibly conclude this. This is a pre-invasion force like Normandy. When the time is right and the Chinese invade, these troops will secure key areas, block roads from tanks coming in, knock planes out of the sky as they take off, pre-invasion force. But that's only my number two option. Let me give you what I think the number one option is. I think these Chinese soldiers, in combination with other terrorist groups across the country, why do you think the Biden administration is shipping these people far and wide? They're shipping them to all 50 states. Why? Because If they can't steal the election, and God knows Biden, I don't see how he gets more than 20% of the vote. I don't see how he becomes a candidate. He should be out of office right now based on the 25th Amendment on disability. I mean, the DOJ just basically said he has dementia. He's a blithering idiot. We can't press charges. This poor old man doesn't even know where he's at or what day it is. How the hell is he in office as the president? But That aside, my number one theory is this, is that if they can't win this upcoming election, there ain't going to be an election. These forces are going to wreak such havoc that will be an extreme martial law in all 50 states, and the election will be canceled. My hunch is Obama will find a way back into power. It'll be Obama 3.0. And he'll rule like a dictatorship as he hands us off to the United Nations. That's my number one theory. Number two, it's a pre-invasion force. Number three, it could be both plans are in play 
depending on which way things go. But the one thing you can count on, with the Biden family subservience to Chinese interests, with the abject treason, the pay-for-play, all the things that we saw when they were actually doing real hearings before they buried him because Paul Ryan was unhappy. Okay, so what do we do? What do we look at here? We are about ready to be occupied by our own or by the Chinese. Now, let me tell you about an obscure agreement. And obscure means that most people don't know about it. Before John Kerry, Secretary of State, and Barack Obama left office in 2016, 2017, actually, they signed us on illegally to a treaty with the United Nations. It didn't go through the Senate, no two-thirds of vote, which is required for a treaty. But they've done the same thing with the World Health Organization pandemic treaty. Where Biden's just going to sign it and say, that's a treaty. <clears throat> now, let's talk about what that agreement was. It was called the Kigali Principles. And at the time they signed it, there were 28 signatory nations. And what that agreement says is if a president declares an emergency, such as an insurrection, a health crisis, there comes the WHO Treaty, right? Medical martial law. But if that happens, the president can call on the United Nations to bring in member nation troops to bring order to what they want to bring order to. So that means like if we had a farmer-type protest, the U.N. could roll in with their tanks, their armored vehicles, their gunship helicopters, and they could put down any kind of resistance we would have. They could actually go out and jail people that they feel are dangerous to their autocratic regime because they speak out, like yours truly. I'm already prepared for that. It's called the Kigali Principles, and I really think this is what's coming. If they can't win the election, and I don't see how they can cheat enough to do it. I was talking to Scotty Sachs today on his show, and I would do a part of a show for him called the Common Sense Show Minute. And I go on Scotty's show, and I give the latest, and I talked about this. And I said, I really believe that we're looking at a situation in which they're going to create chaos using these terrorists that are already here. We're going to have the night of the broken glass, crystal knocked, or we'll have a Tet Offensive. And you know what Tet Offensive is. In the Tet Lunar New Year in 1968 in Vietnam, the U.S. and the South Vietnamese thought they were agreeing to what was known as a Tet Lunar New Year ceasefire for three days. Well, on the first day, every capital in every province in South Vietnam was attacked by the North Vietnamese Army or the Viet Cong or both. In fact, even the U.S. Embassy in Saigon, the capital city, was occupied for a while. And here, President Johnson at home was saying, we're winning the war, we're winning the war, it won't be long, just be patient. And that showed we weren't winning the war. Well, I believe we'll have a Tet Offensive, a coordinated secret attack with all these terrorist groups. And I think it's going to be bad. I'm going to share with you something else, too, and I'm going to keep mentioning this. Paul Preston and I talked about it on an interview we did last week. We go back seven or eight years, we were talking about Reconquista de Ocelon or the, uh, well, that's basic. Well, let me talk about what Reconquista, Reconquista is. Reconquista is the taking of eight states that ended up in the United States as a result of the Mexicans losing the war. And then they signed a treaty called the Guadalupe Hidalgo Treaty. They want these eight states to become independent. And in the documents that Paul and I talked about several years ago was the fact that they had a plan to execute as many white people, their words, not mine, white people in public at public events like concerts, athletic events or whatever, and wreak total havoc until those eight states could be let out of the Union thus forming their Reconquista de Ocelon. Uh, this is an offshoot of La Raza and that extremist ideology. Chapman University has been promoting it for years, as Paul has pointed out. And I believe that's where this is all going. I think this is part of the breakup of the United States. 
And they're going to basically take us into martial law, subjugate the people. The UN will rule over us, and they're going to divide us into different regions. The original plan was for 10. Some people think now it's going to be four. I don't know what the final figure is going to be, but I'm telling you right now, they are coming for this country, and ultimately they're coming for you. Check us out at thecommonsenseshow.tv for the very best in in-depth reporting. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you back here again next time. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.